0: Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought after keynote speaker, the author of the A to Z Guide to Stress-Free Leadership, she's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership, your host, Holly Duckworth.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. I am so excited because today's show is show 80. And as you, the listener, are getting to know me a little bit better, I am an absolute fan of numerology. And 80 in numerology is strength. It's femininity. It's the alignment to be a natural leader and see the big picture. My name is Holly Duckworth, and I am thrilled to be your new host of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. And on today's show, we are going to have a great conversation with another one of my dear friends, Carolyn Strauss, sales and persuasion expert. Carolyn, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Holly. I'm so excited to be here and actually spend... Twenty minutes focusing on mindfulness I'm thrilled
1: Well, Carolyn, you and I have been friends for a long time. That's part of why we why we wanted to do the show because
0: life can be stressful even under normal circumstances.
1: You have been such a great support to me, um, starting my career in volunteerism, growing and moving here to Denver, Colorado. And so these shows are a little bit of an opportunity to reflect on uh, what mindfulness means, how you've seen me live mindfully, and then certainly how you use mindfulness in your own life. So we've been starting each show, letting the guests share, what's your definition of mindfulness?
2: my definition of mindfulness is actually taking my mind and putting it on what i'm doing right now so we are so distracted in life that for me when i actually remember to be mindful which is a habit for me and it gets more and more um um repeatable that that when I can actually like be right here with you right now, there are hundreds of other places I could be. There are hundreds of other places you could be. There are a hundred other places and other things that your listeners could be listening to. But right now, if we're all here at this moment together, that's power. And that's where power comes from.
1: So, the choice to live mindfully is just that. It's an in the moment choice over and over and over again. Why did you choose this lifestyle and how does mindfulness show up in the everyday practice that you have in your life? Well, it's funny,
2: this morning, I opened a new can of coffee this morning. There is something about the smell when you open a brand new vacuum sealed can of coffee that when it was open for me I was 100% there and what that did then is it caused all of the level of appreciation and gratitude and blessing to just be right in front of my face from a smell so it's things it sounds Right. If you can hear if you have a dog and you hear your your dog barking as I have the world's greatest golden retriever. And when I hear him barking, it just brings me right to the moment. So it's a sound. It's a smell. It's a touch. There's something about climbing into bed and your sheets are cool and crisp if you've just done laundry and just changed your bed. So so mindfulness for me is triggered by my senses
1: wow, you've transported me into a, in a whole new new space and you have me wanting another cup of coffee and a little snuggle with uh, with your, your dog. That's just such a great way to explain mindfulness as we flow from moment to moment to moment. Uh, one other thought that I had is uh, mindfulness sometimes gets thrown out when we jump into the office or we jump into our car, we get into the doingness of the day. Those, you talk about um, some of those special moments that are part of the doingness of the day, but you have a really cool practice that I would love to highlight for, for listeners, and that is on the dashboard of your car. Would you like to share with the, the listeners what you have on the dashboard of your car and how it helps you be more mindful in the drive time that you have each day?
2: So I have a saying that actually reflects onto the window. So it's a little um, poster that said, "Think that says things are always working out for me." It's very simple. It's a black card with white writing that says, "Things are always working out for me." And so while I'm driving, I'm never afraid of being pulled over. I'm never afraid of messing up because. That just reminds me to go, oh, yeah, gratitude. Oh, yeah, things are always working out for me. It's amazing. So thanks for bringing that up, Paul. I love that little card on my windshield.
1: I think a lot of times listeners think mindfulness has to be one more thing on their to-do list. And if I don't spend 20 minutes on my meditation pillow, I'm not mindful. And that's why my work is so focused on applied mindfulness for personal empowerment. And so every time I get in your car and we're, we're driving somewhere, I, just, I see that little sign and it, just, it makes the drive easier and, and more effortless and, and a little more fun. And we've certainly been in places where we thought we should go left and we went right or right or left. And, and that, <laughs> that sign has guided us on, on the journey where we were supposed to go.
2: That drive out into the mountains where I'm like, I know that there's a landmark here somewhere, which we found out later had been torn down six months earlier. I'm like, I know there's a landmark. We'll go left. We'll go left. And we did, even the landmark wasn't there. We followed our instinct. That's the other thing about mindfulness for me is that when I'm paying attention to the little voice, it usually guides me in the right direction. In fact, I can't think of a time when I paid attention to it where it didn't.
1: Well, you have another practice that is quite fun and we get to do it annually. And that is your your girls' night, your big women's night, your vision board party. And you have been doing these vision board parties for as long as I have known you. And every day right above your desk, you have your vision board. Um, Tell us a little bit about what inspired you to do the vision board and how it works for you.
2: I'm going to guess that most of your listeners all have heard about vision boards and know what they are and probably have an idea how to do them. The basic concept of a vision board is this. What you look at gets cemented in your mind, gets cemented in your consciousness. So Every time you see a billboard on the street while you're driving, that's somebody else's vision for you. Every time you see a TV commercial, that is someone else's vision for your life. First of all, how dare they? And second of all, what a vision board does is it overrides all of other people's vision for you with your vision for yourself. So I like to do it the old-fashioned way, the old arts and crafts kind of way, where I invite my closest girlfriends. We have the three most important food groups, cheese, chocolate, and wine, which may all make me very mindful. And we, I go to Michael's, I buy food, 50 cent poster boards, we get some scissors, we get some glue sticks, and everybody brings their magazines. And it starts at 530, I do it between Christmas and New Year's, one evening, and it starts at 530 and nobody gets to leave until their board is glued down. Because I've learned over the years that if you don't get it done that night, it doesn't get done. And we talk about what we intend to attract into our worlds in the next year. And what's amazing about that is you then create a circle of people who are all there supporting your vision and you're there to support theirs. In fact, one of my favorite affirmation goes, I am only surrounded by people who want what's best for me and I for them. In fact, that's on my vision board. I am only surrounded by people who want what's best for me and I for them. So this vision board experience lets everybody support everybody else in having their vision. Now, there's one key to a vision board that most people forget. You need to put yourself in your vision. So many people do vision boards of things and pieces of things that they want to attract, but they forget to put themselves in their vision. So those things might show up, but they might not show up for you. It might not show up for them. It might show up in some other way. So it's really important to put happy pictures of you in your vision, on your vision board. Now, if anybody's listening and you're not artsy, by the way, I'm not artsy or craftsy at all. And I can't cook either. You want good cooking. You want some good baking. Go to Holly's house around the holidays. But <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the funnest nights ever when you made like 10 zillion. And dozens of cookies, and I actually put the jam on the ones that are the little jammy ones. What are those called?
1: The little jammy cookies, the little sandwich cookies. I don't know what they're called. But
2: yeah, yeah the, the expensive ones that you can buy in the store, but Holly actually made them, and I put the jam on them, which also was very mindful and frustrating because I'm not good in the kitchen. But that said, um, where was I going with the hell? I totally was so mindful of thinking about the cookies, I totally lost what I was saying. Thing. Oh, yeah. For those of you who are not artsy or craftsy or, or, um, <laughs> or skilled in the kitchen, you can do a vision board using technology. What does your screensaver look like? What is your screensaver on your phone? On your cell phone look like? What does the screensaver on your tablet look like? You can actually have it change and have the words and the pictures of what you intend to have show up in your own life in front of you all the time. And here's the best part about a vision board. You're not even going to be paying attention to it. I mean, half the time I'm sitting at my desk, mine is to the upper right of my desk on the wall, because when you're looking up to the right, for those of you who studied NLP, looking up to the right is creating, looking up to the left is remembering. So I keep mine up to the right, because it's what I intend to create in my world. Half the time I'm looking at it, I'm not even consciously aware that I'm looking at it, but those messages are getting into my consciousness. A vision board, I highly recommend it. So Hal, what's on yours that we did last year that's actually shown up? Is there anything that you can think of that's like, oh my God, I put it on my vision board and there it is.
1: Um, I cut out um, two things. One is a a picture of a woman kind of with, with floral, floral, flowers around her eyes and around her head. And and for me, that meant um, seeing your world with new eyes and me stepping into this show and a little more um, towards mindfulness and personal development um, was part of that. I also have the words change direction. And this invitation to the show is an opportunity to, to change my direction a little bit from only keynotes and only in corporate and association to expanding into more personal and and self development so it is fun to see these things show up in your life um i i was going to say that you know you, i'm not always the most excited person about going to carolyn's vision board because you got to be careful what you put on your board because it will actually happen
2: yep oh yeah Oh, yeah. And it never looks the way you expect it to look. But if at the end of the year, you look back at your board and you look back at the year you've had, it's amazing how almost everything on your board will have shown up. Also, I always make sure that I put the words thank you or with gratitude somewhere on my board. Because as you know, the principle of universal giving is if you acknowledge that it's already there and it's already done and you give gratitude for it, it shows up. So there's a big old thank you right in the front of my
1: board right in the top. So what's one thing that you manifested off your board this year?
2: Well, there's a big, a big piece that says not business as usual, which I felt was so fun when I put it on the board. Well, business is fascinating this year. I mean, I'm getting requests to do programs in places for audiences that I'm, kind of out of my depth in actually so it's not business as usual business as usual for me is going and doing what i'm great at and being paid for it and not having to stretch
1: there's a lot of stretching happening this year in my world that's kind of exciting and where have you traveled at as a result of potentially putting that seat on your board oh
2: well i i started um april in spain i had a client bring me to Spain. Oh, to do a job that I've never done before, to be actually a spokesperson for a medical device company and be sort of their avatar and their spokesperson, which was fascinating. And then from there, it's only a four hour flight to Israel. And one of the things on my board says, have you been everywhere yet? And the answer is not yet. And one of the places I had never been was Israel because it was never the right time to go. Well, In my mind, it'll still never be the right time to go, so I went and I will absolutely go back. So for those of you who thought about going to Israel and haven't gone just because you think it was too dangerous, I actually have to share one thing. I felt safer there than I do here, than I do here in the States. It was an amazing experience.
1: So we talk a lot in uh, mindfulness practice that everything is twice created. It's once created in your mind and once it's created in form. So this vision board practice is a way that you can create things in your mind and then start to manifest them into form. Now, Carolyn, one of the the topics that sometimes skeptics bring into this conversation about mindfulness is, oh, mindfulness is religion. Oh, I've got to read X specific book and speak a certain language and believe exactly what someone believes. And I was hoping you might be willing to share how you integrate your practice because you come at mindfulness not so much as religion. And you grew up with a rather interesting religious background. Yeah. I mean, I...
2: Oh, okay. I think religion is phenomenal for teaching values. If it teaches, look, I'm going to keep it really simple. The Big Ten, right? The Ten Commandments. Look at the Big Ten. If you don't screw those up, you're probably living a pretty good life, right? That's the basis of religion. And then there's the community aspect of going every Friday night. If you're Jewish or on Saturday morning or on Sunday, if you're um, of the Christian faith, I mean, just going And being around other people and, and, you know, when two or more are together, the power to create is amplified. So I think that's really the beauty of religion. But I don't think mindfulness has anything to do with religion. I think mindfulness has to do with taking a breath and having your mind be full of what you're in right now. What's the now? And I just was reminded the other day, I was somewhere, where was I? I was speaking somewhere. And somebody said, it's about getting what you want. And I reminded them, no, it's about wanting what you get. And I know you've heard that before, Holly, but it was so present for me that people like, no, I want to get what I want. I'm like, no, what you really want is to want what you get so that you can get more of it.
1: Wow. There's a lot to, to unpack in, in that little statement. I, I, I want listeners to, to recognize that life and you live your life from a place where your religious experiences can live in harmony with your mindfulness experiences. And as you are exploring your path as a mindful leader, however that looks for you, um, Give yourself permission to play with the words, play with the concepts and allow your religion to be a religion, your mindfulness to be mindfulness or none of the above or some of the above that, uh, for me, it's not about the rules, but it it is how you live love in your life. And like you just said, how you're happy with what it is that you actually have.
2: Yeah, I think, I think. I love that mindfulness is coming to the forefront of our minds and of our attention, because you can only be in one place at one time, right? Um, My, my Nana used to joke, she used to joke, long I reach, far I wash. I can only wash as far as I can reach. So we can only be in one place at a time. So if that's the case, then right now, how can you, pay attention, which really is mindfulness, pay attention to what matters to you and be mindful of the things that are happening right this second that matter to you and then bring in the next thing or share what matters to you about this moment with the people that you come in contact with.
0: Hey there, the holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply.
1: Wow. So part of this show, why I wanted to have you on show 80, that infinite flow of strength and positivity is you've been my friend for more than 10 years. You've seen ups, you've seen downs, you've seen great grand adventures, and you've seen me, you know, laughing on your couch, cutting out pictures, putting on vision boards. And, and part of these, these shows in August was to let the listeners get to know me a little bit more. So, uh, what question do you have for me that might elicit a story to help the, re- the listeners get to know me a little bit more?
2: Okay, Holly. What is the one thing that if you'd known it 10 years ago, would have changed your life now?
1: <laughs> See, why do I do this to myself, listeners? This is, this is what I, the one thing I would have known. Um, I, I think especially right now in late 2018 and 19, I wish I had had a better understanding of the masculine and the feminine dynamic. Uh, that sounds like a really deep answer, but um, we're certainly sensing a rise in the consciousness of the divine feminine. More leaders are, more women leaders are stepping into office. And this is not in any way to disparage or downtrod any of the masculine leaders, but I wish 10 years ago I had a better sense of my own. Feminine power, the own sense of my body energy, um, having the gift of of being in this feminine body, because I think that there is a natural flow and balance in the masculine and feminine. And I know in a lot of my life, I grew up in the, the, the Clinton pantsuit generation, wear your pantsuit, work hard, be a man in the boardroom. And that served me to a certain degree. But uh, now as I've continued my spiritual practice, my mindfulness practice, and my learning, and getting comfortable in my feminine energy and and leading from that place, I wish I had known the power of both and the balance of both 10 years ago because I'm confident that my career might have taken a different turn as a result of balancing those energies. Great question, Carolyn.
2: Thanks, Holly.
1: Thanks for having me on. So you teach um, sales and persuasion. Yes. Um, How can our listeners um, find your books, your resources, your newsletter, and the work that you're doing so that they can keep in touch with you?
2: Please reach out to me. My website is Carolyn com. I am carolyn at carolynstrauss.com. Send me an email. um, Connect with me on Facebook. Definitely connect with me on LinkedIn because I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn doing business with people who... I only want to work with people who want what's best for me and I for them. I only want to play with people. Want what's best for me and I for them. I want what's best for you. And um, reach out on LinkedIn and connect so we can work together.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your, your wisdom, your stories, and inviting the listeners to get to know me a little bit better. We look forward to having you on another edition of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. Till then, remember, mindful matters, and so do you.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness.